Hey guys, Derek here from Shut Up Camera Podcast. Before we get started, let's go ahead and get a couple messages from our sponsors. Hey guys, we're Tony and Stacy of Mom's Talking Shit Podcast. Are the kids wearing you down? Significant other got you about to catch a case? Then we are here for you. So pour your cup of coffee, glass of wine, or roll up that joint and let us laugh you off that ledge. We're talking all kinds of topics. Everything from mom stories, family meal ideas, some TV, and home projects. We're available on all major platforms, including Anchor, Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Also find us on our Instagram page at Mom's Talking Shit Podcast. We promise not to disappoint. Shut up! Cameron. Cameron. Shut up. Cameron! Cameron! Fucking shut up! Ladies and gentlemen, for the thousands in attendance, and for the millions watching at home, BNC Productions proudly brings to you the greatest podcast in the world, the badass Cameron and his friend DH Awesome, the Shut Up Cameron Podcast! I like totals. Welcome, everybody, to Shut Up, Cameron. I am Derek, and this over here is Kat. How are you tonight? I'm wonderful. How are you? You know what? I'm not too damn bad. I just woke up from a nap, so I feel pretty good. Right. Right on. Right on. Good deal. How about you? I'm pretty good. It was a very nice day out, and I got to walk like five miles today. So, you know, it's a good day. You walked five miles today? Mm-hmm. Wow. Five and a quarter, Christ. technically. But who's counting? Apparently you. <laughs> I am 100% counting, yes. <laughs> Definitely. I can't say I don't blame you. Mm. Yeah, it's easier to walk, like, and get out and exercise now with my husband home, because if he was not home and it was just, like, our kids and me and he was at work all day, it would not be this simple. Like, I'd be walking right now on our, during our show instead of, like, in the afternoon, so, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So, so how's your sanity um, going with the uh, the kids this week? Uh, It's better this week than it has been previously because, you know, we're, we're getting down to a schedule and it's, it's, we're getting it down to a science now. So it's a lot easier this week than it has been in their last day is going to be June 18th or something. I think like that. And so it's going to be a whole, at that point, it's going to be a whole nother shift. Um, and then, you know, my husband just got word that they might go back to work, uh, sometime in the next week or two. And with his work, he has to travel a lot usually. Um, and so even though they won't immediately go back to traveling, 
in like 30 days or so after that, they'll probably go back to traveling and it'll be all the time because they're so backlogged after, you know, being off for months, basically from traveling. So that's going to be a different story. Ask me in like three months how my mental health is, then we'll have a talk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you said three months, you know, well, that'd be like August and, you know, August isn't mental health awareness month. So I won't give a shit then. Oh, oh, okay. All right. So I only, I only care now because, you know, now it's only my, you know, you know, whatever. Right. I know. Not really. (laughs) No, you're right. Fuck August. That's not true. It's fine. I'm doing great during mental health month. I hope that everybody else is is getting there at least. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm trying, you know, I will say though. So I'm reading, um, these two books at the same time because I'm a badass like that, but I'm reading these two books from Jen Sotero and one is about like how you're a badass basically. And then the other one is how to be a badass at making money. And honestly, like those two books are just lighting a fire underneath my ass. And I think that they have a lot to do with why I'm in a more positive mental state personally. Yeah. But that's just me. Uh, No, I mean, trust me, you reading those books is uh, influencing, you know, our conversations off the air and, you know, and it's motivating me even more than I was already motivated already. So it's like, I didn't realize I could be any more motivated, (laughs) (laughs) but then, you know, then after I talked to you, it's like, Oh, here we go. Okay. So now I got this. I got that. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying every second of it. So, Hey, you know, bring it on girl. Right. Okay, good. Cause I might read it again and again and again, because, the shit that I'm like coming up with on these books, it feels like I'm on drugs a little bit, but it's not drugs. Like legal drugs, is that a mm. thing? Are books drugs? I'm 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 starting to wonder. So, you know what? I mean, in theory, yeah, you know, anything can be a drug, right? That's true. Because whatever gets those endorphins like going, because endorphins are technically like it's a hormone. It's a mm. you know, you know, because that's what sparks, you know you know, drugs usually spark a hormone that's inside true. your body. And, you know, so, Hey, right. If that's what it is, that's what it does. That's what it does for you. You know, you're not wrong. If you yep. feel euphoric because of it, go for it. Yep. So I am on the gin sincero drug right now and you're coming along on the happy train. With me. So there you go. And I'm, I'm being unprofessional as shit. Cause my phone's going off. So I yeah. apologize. <laughs> It happens I mean, every now and again. You're I know, right? This time. The other day, you mean you got somebody call you right in the middle of you, so yeah, it happens. It does. All right. it does. And now all I did is show that I'm a fucking giant Star Wars nut, you know, because my <laughs> ringtone is fucking the Darth is the Death March. So hey, whatever. I don't know anyone your age who is not a giant Star Wars nut. I have a sister who is eight years older than me. She's a giant Star Wars nut. I have a brother who's twelve years older than me. He's a giant Star Wars nut. So, you know, I feel like that's just, it It came with the generation. Like, you can't be from that generation and not be a Star Wars nut. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Mm. Now you're making me feel old as fuck. So, wait. <laughs> how old are you now? Uh, we don't need to go there. 
we haven't had this conversation yet. So no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, you're talking about being that I'm from a different generation than you. Yeah. Well, how old are you? Um. So I. Well, um. I will be. I don't know. Hold on. Wait. I have to think. What year is this? 2020. I'll be. <laughs> Uh, I'll be 30, I can't, I can't figure out if I'll be 32 or 33 this year. I honestly don't know. Somewhere in that general vicinity. Okay. So you have a sister that's 40. Yeah. Okay. So your sister's older than I am. So let's see, you know. By like the year, right? Yeah, still. Yeah. You were still an 80s baby. Oh yeah. Totally. So there were we're from the same generation there, sister. But are we, though? So, yes. I, first of all, it's I don't technically... claim being an 80s baby because I was born... So, my birthday is in December. I was born the very at the very last second, basically, in 88. So, I'm, like, I'm my age for almost a full year before I turn another age during that year. I, uh... My 18-year-old is the 27th, so, uh, you know, that, that makes a lot of sense. I feel you there. Yeah, yeah. So, and then, and even then, it was almost the 90s by the time I was, like, aware, or it was the into the 90s by the time I was aware of anything that was going on around me. Okay. But, you know, I mean, depending on what, you know, who you talk to, you know, the millennial generation started in 81, so I'm technically a millennial. Right. You are. And technically I am too, but exactly. I also have a caveat about that. I was just thinking about this today because I have a caveat about that because even though I am technically like labeled generationally a millennial, my parents were older than most other people's parents my age. Um, because my parents, I was a surprise baby and my parents had me like my mom was 36 or something. And my dad was well into his forties when they had me. So, okay. Um, I was raised old school, even though technically I'm a millennial, but yeah. So there's that. Okay, cool. Yeah. So anywho. So you were an oops baby. Oh, a hundred percent. So actually the crazy thing is I didn't even learn. So I thought that they only got married because they got pregnant with me, but I didn't even learn how crazy they actually were until just recently. And they had decided to get married, like, only a few weeks after meeting each other. Oh, wow. Yeah. Long before I came. I mean, not long. Yeah. Kind of long before I came along. A couple months before I came along, technically. You know, whatever. Well, interesting. Uh-huh. So, similar situation happened to me Monday? Monday. You so, met someone and just in within a few weeks, like jumped into a marriage and had a baby with them. Monday, wow, you've had a busy week. Yeah, just don't tell my wife. <laughs> um, okay. No, uh, no. So on Monday, I'm sitting here. You know, I'm working from home, and Izzy's. You know, uh, doing some work from her for school and on her uh, Chromebook, and I'm working from my laptop. And she looks at me or doesn't look at me. She from like, cause I'm rolled over. I'm not looking at her. So we're both laying in my bed and she goes, dad, I have a serious question to ask you. 
And I said, okay, honey, what is it? And she goes, I've been thinking about this for a long time. And I just really need to know. And I said, okay. Wait she a minute, goes, wait a minute. And how old exactly is she? She'll be 10 this year. Okay. Yeah. She goes, I got to know. Was I an accident? And my, I went into emergency daddy mode. Right. And called my wife. (laughs) (laughs) I was not ready for that question. And I did not parent it well at all. (laughs) But, you know, I called Chris and like, Chris, you got to please come here. And she's like, if it's not important, I'm working. What do you want? And I go, Izzy, ask mommy what you just asked me. And then she did. And then, you know, Chris handled it perfectly. But damn it if I just kind of froze. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah. My husband would definitely have done something similar and just froze. He can't, like, you know, he's been asked where do babies babies come from and stuff, you know, before, and so he, yeah, yeah. That's just see, I, would, I see. You know, Izzy hasn't had that, didn't have that question per se. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chris did have the conversation with her, so I didn't have to worry about that one. Mm-hmm. You know. I only had that conversation with one of my kids. My It was my 18-year-old I had that conversation with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the entire time she's just sitting there saying, Dad, stop it. Dad, stop it. I don't want to touch that. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that was, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. My, um... So, I've always been really, really open with my son. Um, Because so my son is not technically is not biologically my husband's uh, child, but I've always been pretty open with him about like where he came from and who his biological father is because of what I went through as a kid and stuff with my parents being divorced. I didn't ever want to be like a determining factor of him not seeing his biological dad. And so um, I've always told him, I'm like, you know, this is what happened. This is what happened. And so it actually was just like this year that he finally got it, I think, which is saying something because he's 12 and he's a super smart kid. I swear to God, but (laughs) it was just this year when one of his friends was like, why is your mom's last name different from your last name? And he was like, uh, I don't know, because like my dad's last name is different. And I'm like, you're, I mean, that's not your dad's last name either. Like, that's neither of your father's figure, whatever, last name. And uh, he was like, oh, well, then I don't know. And so we had to move on because, like, all of it, like, literally all of his friends were there at the time. But later I was like, you know, like, who your biological dad is. Like, why was that even a question? I don't understand. And he was like, but you and dad had me. No, that's not how that works. <laughs> like what oh 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 <laughs> finally got it <laughs> like, i've literally been telling you this since you were four years old <laughs> but i guess now he just like put you know two and two together maybe evidently so it happens <laughs> absolutely it does yeah but my daughter we tried for like a year and a half for her and i didn't think that was ever gonna happen so yeah well, that's good, though. Yeah. yeah. 
So, you know, on Monday, you and I had a conversation about, you know, um, you know, about what we're going to talk about today. You know, I kind of threw it out there. So let's go ahead and, you know, kind of go into interview mode here. Sure. Because we're going to go ahead and kind of reveal who you are, Mm -hmm. where you came from. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and what and why you're here now. Okay. Um, so first of all, let's talk about how I found you. (laughs) Which by the way, I just want to say real quick is going to be the best story in the history of every, of any partnership ever. Can I just say that? Cause it's going to be fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So let's first let's talk about, you know, what happened. So um I'll go ahead and start the conversation, then you kind of I want you to, you know, kind of finish it from where I left off. Okay. Um so going into last week, you know, I could feel something wasn't right. Okay. okay. And like I said, I'm gonna respect his privacy and I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not going to trash him because he's still one of my very good friends. So I'm not going to reveal any of that kind of stuff. I'm just going to say I could feel something was off Mm -hmm. um, with Cam coming off of last Monday's episode, um, the May the 4th be with you episode. I could just feel something was off after his birthday. Um, That Tuesday we had talked and I said to him, hey, you know, um, make sure you're over at the house, you know, at this time, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Let's go ahead and get some, you know, recording done, blah, 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 blah. And he said, no problem. I'm going to get packed up tonight and I will talk to you tomorrow. I said, cool. That was the last time I spoke with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so me posting on Wednesday that we would not have an episode due to technical difficulties. Well, to be honest, you know, the technical difficulties was I could not get a hold of camp. And um, instead of just putting together a bullshit episode, you know, thrown together last minute with Christina, which, you know, we've done before and it worked out great. I didn't feel it would be right to do that to Chris again, just to make her, you know, hey, I need to do a podcast. Come on. Um, It was it was I I didn't feel right about that. But at the same time, I was like, you know what, something's not right. And I'm I can't continue because we're building a fan base. I don't want to continue that. So I said, hey. I'm going to put out a post on all the different Facebook groups that I'm in. Um, basically asking for a, you know, a temporary, you know, co-host until I figure out what's going on with camp. Um, and then this curious little, you know, 32, 33 year old, whoever the hell she is, because she can't even fucking figure out how old she is. Yeah. Message me. <laughs> And that's where I'm going to go ahead and stop and let you fill in the blanks on what you saw, why you said it, and let's go ahead and go from there. So what the fuck were you thinking? (laughs) That's what it sounds like you're asking me right now. I'm just saying. Well, yeah, because, again, knowing what podcast you started back Mm -hmm. in January. Right. And where we're at right now with with this show. Yeah. Kind of makes me go. What the fuck? Right. So, why don't you fill everybody in on what podcast you came, what podcast you're still doing, mm-hmm. and what made you say, 
yeah, I want to, you know, continue to do this podcast, but I want now I want to go talk about sex and murder and you know this and that over on this show and say fuck a lot. So, so kind of fill everybody in. So I saw um, your post on Facebook and that you were needing someone in the DMV area, which there's not a lot of podcasters out here. Um, I have looked um, and there are a couple. There's um, even a podcasting like room kind of type thing that you can go in and and rent their space and whatnot in D.C. Um, But of course, because of the pandemic, it's a little bit harder to actually like get with people now. So um, I saw your post and I already was running my podcast, which is called The Teachable Soul, um, which I started because I wanted to, I was going through stuff in January and December. You know, we've talked about my dad was, had passed away in October and then we went through the holidays. Will you gonna cut you when I see you? That was actually Christina. You can cut her. Well, you should be in a quiet space anyway. <laughs> For <a> podcast <laughs> recording. <laughs> no, I'm not going to cut Christina. She'll cut me back. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was running my Teachable Soul podcast that I had started because I was going through some stuff and I was doing some introspection and some reflecting and I was deep diving into who the fuck I am and, and why I am the way that I am, you know, and just shit like that and um so somebody actually it's funny how often social media is involved in my life I'm starting to question it a little bit because (laughs) somebody else like before in like September I had read was like oh you've been wanting to start a podcast for this long and and it was just a post in a group that I was in and that's how I started the teachable soul I was like anybody can start a podcast do what and so I had already had ideas for like books and tv shows and stuff like that that I wanted to write and I was like well I'll just do a podcast and I decided to do the teachable soul podcast specifically because I would be interviewing people who had made mistakes along the way of their lifetime so that I could partially learn from them, but also so that my listeners could learn from them, um, learn from their mistakes, you know, talk about teachable moments from anybody and everybody in between, but from like regular people who had actually done like regular things, you know, they, there are plenty of shows out there that talk about mistakes that, that um, famous people make and, movie stars and singers and you know all those good things but um the amount of shows that actually talk to regular everyday people are kind of few and far between so that was why I originally started it um in the beginning a bunch of people reached out that were coaches life coaches which actually worked out well for me because I had been wanting or just or or I had also been contemplating hiring a coach of some sort but I didn't know where to start so um not only was that helpful for me in making that decision it was also helpful because I also along the way kind of got some life coaching which was weird so (laughs) um I reached out to you though because it is the polar opposite of my show um Mm -hmm. I love my show and I love having deep in-depth conversations but I also love to fuck around like I'm a human being and I love to have fun and I like to say fuck a lot I really really like to say fuck a lot 
and I don't allow cursing on my show usually because it's it's solely for the purpose though of being able to have because I have kids myself whom we do not ever cuss around and um because that's just our rule and so I I can't listen to certain things if they have curse words in them. I can't listen to our podcast when, like this podcast, when my kids are in the room. And I'm okay with that. But to me, it opens me up to a broader um, audience if I just don't curse at all or just don't have cursing on my show at all. So, but I reached out to you because I like to curse and I like to have fun and I like to talk about sex and I like to talk about murder shows and murder in general and so yeah here we are well i am for one very glad that you did me too reach out um because you know we've had a good a couple you know hours and um stuff like that so it's you know it's been nice mm-hmm. um so Let me let me kind of clarify to everybody that you know maybe not have understood what you just said, and let's go ahead and you know fill in the blanks here. So basically, what you were saying is that your podcast, The Teachable Soul, mm-hmm. is a you know real world, real life scenario of you know people's you know whether it's mental health, whether it's you know people going through life crisis or you know whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. It is a more of a motivational. Hey, you can do this type situation because you used life coaches. You, I think you talked to a couple authors in there yep. as well, mm-hmm. and you know you had this very uplifting, you know you know, I'm, I can do it type podcast. (laughs) Yeah. And while you're still doing that podcast, Mm -hmm. you decided that you're going to message this dude that has a podcast called shut up Cameron and says, fuck a lot. And even had a conversation about inserting a PVC pipe Mm -hmm. up somebody's ass (laughs) Feeding well, barbed wire up that person's ass and then ripping it out like a fucking lawnmower cord. Mm-hmm. And you still said, I want to go do this too. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, the person that said that is not the person I am now, you know, hosting this show with. So, correct. I figured. <laughs> Um, I wasn't, I was, I was solely basing what I heard off of what the person I was going to host the show with, um, was saying and not the other way around. So. Yes. Yeah. But even then, like I told you the other day, there was a lady that messaged me as well, went back and listened to like the last couple episodes and, but only listened to the first few minutes of them and including that one. Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah, this is not for me. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> so hey, you know, hey, her loss. Is it my it game. happens, huh? Cool. I said her loss is my gain. That's cool. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, what exactly? You know, I know you said you like. You know, obviously you liked what we were kind of doing, and you know, you saw the the potential in it. Um, 
So what kind of, what do you bring to the table other than the fact that you like to say fuck a lot, which is obviously a huge qualification for the show. <laughs> if you don't like to say fuck a lot, there's no point in, you know, being here. Right. Um, other than that, what exactly, what, what do you bring to the show that can take it into the future? I mean, I'm entertaining. Like, how do you not, I'm very entertained. No, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> that's one thing. But also, I was going to say real quick, too, the other, um, one of the other reasons that I reached out is because I, you know, on Monday, I kind of mentioned this, like, I have lived in a box. Um, I'm very good at being put in a box and staying in a box and, and abiding by the box rules. Um, because I've done it for so long, because that's how my parents raised me. But um, I don't want to be in the box forever. And I know that times are changing. Um, and one of the things that I bring to the table is I have a very good, uh, I have an ability to see big picture and little picture all at the same fucking time and be able to put the, like, I like puzzles and I can put all the little pictures together to make the big picture i have that ability 110 percent um i gotcha yeah so um yeah so there's that and times are changing like there you know my husband and i were talking about this um the other day because he and i very often uh almost 95 percent of the time differ on our views on things and so he was talking about um, the, someday, he was like, you can't, you can't cuss in a professional setting. Like, that's not okay. You can't do that. And I was like, there's literally people who make a living off of cussing in a professional setting. Like, that's their trademark. And they make a shit ton of money doing it. Like, yes, you can now. Like, it's okay. Cuss yeah. words are just words. It's okay to cuss. They're just words. Um, yeah, I was having another conversation with my niece one day and we were talking about praying because she and I are not, don't, don't really like subscribe to any religion or anything. But, um, she was saying that her boyfriend at the time, whom also doesn't subscribe to her religion said something to the effect of, I always pray for you because she jokingly said, pray for me. And he said, I always do. And her and I were having a conversation about it because, she was like, I didn't expect that from him, you know? And I was like, well, but I mean, praying is just a word. Like technically speaking, everybody prays. They just don't have to call it that. You don't have to call it that, but that's kind of what it is. It's just an action because I mean, if you just say anything or hope anything or worry about anything, that's kind of a prayer. Like it's the same thing. It doesn't have to be religious related. It just is. Yeah, see, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. See, and I'm glad you brought that up because um, you and I um, haven't really talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we do have similar views based on what you said and, you know, just now and in prior conversations. So I don't believe in religion at all. Right. I don't I believe religion is a man-made cult and it is all about money and war and power. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now. Um, and you know, the, the Bible was written by man. So whether or not they actually talked to God or not, you know, is up for debate. Right. I'm not judging anybody. However, the book together itself was put together by man and man is flawed. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, so that's that's what I believe. However, mm-hmm. I am I'm not an atheist, um, and I've said this on my you know me and Cam conversation, but you know I'm opening up again because you're bringing along some new viewers, you know, new listenership. So I'm I'm more than willing to talk about it again. Yeah. Um, you know, I was raised Catholic, um, and I was I was abused in the Catholic system, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is none sat by and for four years and watched me get my ass beat almost daily by the rich kids who, whose parents donated to the church who, you know, paid extra money for the schools and yada, yada, yada. Well, my parents barely scraped by to, you know, to a put money in the, you know, donation um, jar every week or plate every week. And, sent me to that school on grants that they qualified for because they were low income. Mm-hmm. So they, I, I sat by and watched that and I saw the greed mm-hmm. just, you know, and, and made me really think, um, you know, and then throughout that whole entire time, I had, you know, been studying martial arts and I was, uh, you know, I had been in martial arts my, almost my entire life since I was five. And I had left the Catholic school when I was in sixth grade, um, should be at the end of the sixth grade year to start my seventh grade year in middle school, mm-hmm. um, you know, in a regular school. Well, that last year I said, fuck this. I'm, you know, I'm not going to stand by, by idly and let these kids, you know, beat me up anymore because for the longest time, my, 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 uh, my martial arts instructor, my sensei, my master, whatever you want to call them, you know, whatever discipline that you guys are used to, I'll just kind of go with that. Um, said to me, never fight back, defend yourself to where you're not getting killed and murdered, but never fight back. These, these kids just want to get a rise out of you. You're not really in danger. You're in school. You're not, you're not really in danger. Don't ever fight back. Don't ever stoop to their level. Mm-hmm. So for four years, all I did was block and, you know, you know, keep myself a safe distance. I never really got beat up, beat up. Cause I knew how to protect myself, but I let them think that they were getting the best of me. And I did everything I could to stop them, you know, but it never worked. Cause it was always five on one, mm-hmm. um, six on one in some cases. Right. Well, that final year I knew I was gone and I whooped the shit out of all fucking six of them. And it was the greatest feeling of my life. However, these nuns stood by idly and did shit the entire time they were whooping my ass. Mm -hmm. However, the one time I Mm -hmm. did it and I beat up the rich kids, I got 10 days in school suspension. So that right there set off a light bulb in my head and made me say, oh, that's what this is. And then when I left this, that church, you know, I literally left the church and the school and said, I'm done with Catholicism. I'm done with all of it, but I want to know more. Yeah. So, you know, after that, I started reading and reading and reading. I read every freaking, I read the both, you know, the old and new Testament cover to cover. I read the Quran. I read, you know, this and that. And I, you know, I studied a little bit about a, the Buddhists and, you know, I, I, you know, all that stuff. And I just came to one conclusion that it's, they all tell the same story, but yet they all want to fight over who's right and who's wrong. But yet 
it's the same damn story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it, it just didn't make any sense to me. And I realized, you know, but also reading through the, the old and new Testament, the word religion is never mentioned once. Mm-hmm. Um, the only religion that they quote unquote, you know, went off of was they talked about the Jewish people, the, you know, Judaism, right. but at that time being Jewish, that was a race. wasn't a religion. It right. was a culture. It was people from Judea and all yeah. this other stuff. Yeah. So they're called the Jews. Yeah. Well, so it's like, okay, so then how, but why did they become a religion and stop being a fucking culture? But it, it's, it, it's like the whole transition at all just didn't make sense to me at all. And it's like, none of it makes any sense. No. You know, what God would want you to, you know, fight in holy wars for however long those went for, um, just to prove that he's the best one. This doesn't make any sense to me. Right. You know, and yeah. for for me to say I you know I'm a uh, you know my God is a vengeful God or my God you know I'm I'm a fearful believer. You shouldn't believe you know that you shouldn't fear your, your Creator. Right? That's just that's just ridiculous. Right. So I, that's where I kind of stand on it. But at the same time, so I consider myself more of an agnostic because I do believe in God. I do believe there is a somebody out there. Someone, something, somebody. I don't know who or what it is. I don't know if he does call himself God or if he calls himself Chuck. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I know I do believe that he's there. So, you know, what happens from here on out, I don't know. So I guess you can. So I, like I said, consider myself agnostic, mm-hmm. but a hopeful agnostic. Yeah, same. I would like to believe that there were certain things that are true and, you know, that they come true, but I don't know. So I would rather take the high road on certain things just because I would rather be wrong mm-hmm. than right in those cases. Mm-hmm. Because, no, excuse me, I would rather be right than wrong in those cases because that could be the determining factor of whether or not I burn for eternity or am I just growing to be turned into a tree and live into the nothing, the void, or yeah. go to heaven. I don't know. But again, I would rather be right than wrong, or I would rather, you know, be living the, a fruitful life versus, you know, saying fuck it all the time. So, I mean, who knows? Yeah. yeah. Well, so you'd rather be, know. you'd rather be wrong in that scenario, because in that scenario, if you wind up being wrong and there is no nothing, there is no God, there's no, there's nothing, then there's just nothing and you just fucking die. So, I mean, like, that's cool. You know, yeah, so, but right, you know, I get to go meet Peter at the, at the pearly gates. Yeah, you know, he gets to say good job, uh, you know, and then lets me in. And there's, you know, my best friend, hippie Jesus, handing <laughs> me a beer, and we're gonna go watch some, you know, some really cool music, right. you know, with super bands that could never be formed before on earth because some of them are alive and some of them are dead. Yeah. Now they're all dead, and now we get to watch them party. So it sounds like a great time. Yeah, for sure. So (laughs) where I stand, so I remember being like six years old and in, in Bible study or preschool study. I don't know what they called it back then. Um, I remember being like six years old and them literally being like in the 10 commandments, 
you can't and and recognizing that in the Ten Commandments there are because we were raised either Baptist or Christian or um, sometimes we went to a non-denominational church, but they were all basically Baptist Christian somewhere in that realm of belief, mm-hmm. right? So um, we were raised with the Ten Commandments, and in the Ten Commandments, there's one that specifically says, "Thou shalt not uh, envy thy." thy neighbor's wife or covet thy neighbor's wife, I believe, or something to that effect. And like one of the very last ones is God is, it it says the words in there somewhere, God is a jealous God. Right. And that bothered the shit out of me because I'm like, okay, hold on. We can't be jealous. We're not allowed to be jealous. We're quote unquote made in God's image but you're telling me that God is a jealous God, but I'm not allowed to be jealous. So now you're telling me you're literally contradicting yourself in a matter of like a whole paragraph by telling me that God is this way, but I'm supposed to be this way, but I'm also supposed to be like that. That doesn't make any damn sense. And I have always had a huge thing about double standards anyway clearly apparently from like birth because I recognize that and so I don't I I don't go to church um I just recently found out about a church that doesn't claim to be a religion because one thing because I did love to go to church I loved the praise and worship and the music um whenever we went that part to me was the fucking best um as long as it wasn't because a lot of the churches that we went to, they did like contemporary Christian music and used that as their praise and worship. And mm-hmm. I'm all about that. Um, but it was everything else that came along with it that I wasn't all about. And so I don't, it's not that I don't believe in going to church or, or anything like that. It's just, I, I, I agree. I think religion has become something that it was never supposed to be. Um, I just recently found out about a church that doesn't claim to be a religion, but they have, um, they're like, okay, well you just come into the church. We all congregate together and we all basically just think about ways that we can make the world a better place than we left it or leave the world a better place than when we came into it. Right. Which I'm all down for. So, um, I, believe in a power I don't even know if it's God because I don't I don't think I believe anymore the whole heaven and hell concept because to me like I'm a parent myself there is no way and and one of the concepts that you know our religion presented to us basically was that God was the father and you are like God's children And so as a parent myself, I can't imagine anything that my kids could ever do that I personally could not forgive them for. So I can't imagine a world where there is a a God or an all powerful being or someone who created us as humans who can't find it in their heart to understand the humanity of the, the reasons that we do things. You know, even to me personally, and I, and I am completely aware that I tend to be, I tend to lean on the naive side of things on some occasions. Um, but to me, it's not naivety or, or however that word is pronounced. It's not 
it's not being naive, it's understanding. And I am also aware that I have an ability to empathize and, and sympathize with people, even if I haven't been through whatever they're going through. So like, even if, um, so there are people who they call sociopaths, right? Who are very cool, calm and collected in the face of, oh, well, I murdered someone. I don't care. They were just a human, whatever. Um, and then there are also people who are, so (sighs) mental health in the, the spirit of mental health, um, awareness month here, my history with mental health started before I was ever born because my mother and my brother and sister almost were not here because my mother had married a person who was affected, unfortunately, by um, paranoid schizophrenia who never got treatment. And so he was going to, he had sat my mom down at the kitchen table one night and then had decided that he was going to kill them all. So in that aspect, I can understand a reality for some people where death or killing they believe is what they need to do. Whether they think it's right or wrong, sometimes it doesn't even matter to them at that point in time. It's not about right or wrong. It's about either options that they have left or that they feel they have left and generally feeling trapped in, you know, the, the, the opposite of feeling trapped, which is freedom or not freedom and letting go. Um, and then, you know, for the sociopaths who are just like, I don't care. It's just a human life. I believe that they have an ability to see human life as if they're just animals. Basically we kill animals all the time. We eat animals all the time. Why wouldn't there be a reality where, in that human's brain, they see people no different than animals. I can understand where that could be a thing, you know? So, <laughs> holy shit. Um, Sorry. I, I'm going to need a fucking, fucking beer up. after this fucking podcast. <laughs> holy right. fuck. Yeah. Um, God damn, that, that sent chills up my spine. My bad. That was like you fucking narrating a fucking episode of Dexter. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't feel that way. I don't feel that humans are useless and, and they're no better than animals. Um, but I know that, that there are people that do. And I, yeah. and I, I, I have seen, I have watched interviews, you know, I'm all about like true crime and all that shit too. So I have watched the interviews with sociopaths who don't give a fuck when they kill people. But I don't believe it's because of their lack of humanity. I believe it's because that's how their brain works. Yeah. Whether it be an impairment or whether it be something that happened to them. I don't know. That's not for me to decide. But that is just how their brain works. You know? Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, So before we go any further, um, we're at a point now where I kind of need to. We kind of need to, you know do some shameless plugging right. um, in order to pay some bills. Yeah. So again, as always, tonight's episode is brought to you by manscaped.com. Ladies, guys, 
You know, I, I, on Monday I said, I'm no longer talking to guys. I'm only talking to women and whether you're a fur baby daddy or a just regular old baby daddy, you're, you know, ladies, you need to buy your man, the lawnmower 3.0 for, for father's day that's coming up next month. But you know what? I realized at the end of that episode, I was wrong. I was wrong. Cause you know what? I'm, I'm still talking to you guys. Because, damn it, you know, things are getting ready to open. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Here's the thing. You might not be a fur baby daddy or anyone's daddy for that matter. And you might not have that woman. But you need to find that woman. Whether you're 23 or 43 or 55, you're out there looking for that woman. Mm-hmm. Or man. It doesn't really matter. But I can guarantee you, if you go to find that man or woman, you know, and you show up with a gigantic fucking seventies Afro bush on your junk. It's not going to end well. Mm-hmm. So prevent that from happening. Go to manscape.com. Pick yourself up the perfect package 3.0. It includes the lawnmower 3.0 where you can shave down there and not have to worry about nicking your ball sack. Then that also includes the ball toner, which, you know, prevents chafing later on and, you know, ingrown hairs and stuff like that. Then you got the ball deodorant, which is exactly what it says it is. It's ball deodorant. And then it also comes with a stylish carrying case and a nice breathable pair of underwear, all for $99.99. But when you use promo code SHUTUPCAMERON at checkout, you get 20% 20% off of that. So that's a $20 discount. And what's great about that discount is the fact that the, the lawnmower 3.0 by itself is $79.99. So for the exact same price as just a lawnmower 3.0, you can get that entire package. Now, granted, yes, you can go ahead and use your promo code to get your 20% off of the lawnmower 3.0 for $79.99. But why waste a good discount when you can get everything for that price? So again, Ladies, go there, buy yourself, you know, this product for your man or men, go and buy it for yourself. You deserve it. Manscaped.com. Well, going back into the dating world, because everything's going to start opening up. You're going to need to get back out there into the dating world. Go back into the dating world, not with a bush in her face. Just saying. Exactly. You know, if, if that woman wants to go down on you and all she gets is a freaking, you know, nose full of hair, ain't going to be happy. She's going to walk the fuck out. She's going to walk the fuck out. Or, or dude, same thing. You know, no no guy wants to do that either. Mm -mm. Plenty of gay men that do not like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Manscaping is highly important, guys. Manscaping is highly important. Um, And you don't, you don't have to go completely bald. There is a, you know, a blade guard for the, um, the lawnmower 3.0 to prevent it from going all the way bald. Just give yourself a good trim. You know, so again, go to manscaped.com, use promo code SHUTUPCAMERA to check out, and get yourself the perfect package 3.0 for $99.99 with your 20% discount. Your balls will thank you. All right, so that's that's that. Um, so we've kind of talked about, you know, who you are, where you came from. You know, your, you know, your belief on religion and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So 
there was something that you said in there and you can go as in depth as you want um, with this. Cause it's, again, it's your personal life. But I'm kind of curious. Mm-hmm. So you said that you lived in this box for mm-hmm. so long and you're and you know, you, you've come out of that box, but you're wanting to basically venture out further from that box. Mm-hmm. So what exactly did you mean by that? You said you lived a sheltered life or whatever the case might be, but mm-hmm. you know, why did you stay in that box for so long? How did you get in that box? And what exactly did that mean? You're going to make me go all deep on you. Um, so I got in the box because that's how I was raised. Um, I was very, I was spanked as a kid. Um, I had kind of a rough upbringing so my dad was kind of well off in the town that we lived in it was a very very small town Um, but he owned his own business Um, he had connections with the cops with the lawyers he was not doing bad for himself Um, and my mom was not she was brand new to town whenever they got together and she had been a nurse for umpteen years at the time and um, then when they got divorced they were very I was stuck in the middle of both of them. And I was the only child between those two. And so I was put into the box. My dad was raised a certain way. Um, It's kind of funny because he, his family was actually, um, they were affluent at one point in time. And so appearances were everything to them. And so he kept that, that belief um, and that, that line of thinking kind of his whole life. Um, I mean, literally until the day he died, um, I still, it, it still bothers me because so when he passed away, I didn't know he was even sick. Um, and a lot of the reason I didn't know he was even sick is because of his desire to keep appearances up and that bothers me. And because I'm aware of that and because I realize that, and he also didn't have, he also didn't talk a lot about his own self or his needs Um, or anything like that. And so because I'm aware of those things, I don't want to go forth. Like the box has its place. And I'm appreciative that I was taught how to walk the lines of the box. Um, But going forward and and into the future and the way that just I believe that things are moving, I don't think that it's all the end all be all. You know what I mean? No, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Yeah. So, I mean, that's how I got in the box. It's just the way I was raised. Um, His family, you know, was very affluent and they, you know, keep your back straight whenever you sit, you speak properly. You know, I was taught how to use um, or I was taught the, the, you know, when you have like an entire spread of like silverware and stuff like that out in front of you in fancy restaurants or fancy events or whatever. Mm. I was taught what all of those places were on a placemat when I was like five or six years old by my grandparents. So, I mean, and they, their test to my mother um, and to my brother from my dad's side, uh, his mother was they would take them to a restaurant and see if they knew what that spread was. That was a big deal to them. I don't know. I still don't fucking understand why, but I mean, like I said, it has its place. And it's, I'm, I'm able to, you know, be comfortable in cultures like that or in rooms like that. But 
I also prefer to be myself. I'm not like that 24 seven. I don't want to be like that 24 seven because there's also points where if I'm in rooms like that, I'm like, it's stuffy in here. I need to get out. <laughs> like I need to go outside. Um, and I can't do it all the time. And I don't think that anyone should. Um, I really, I really am hoping that we are moving in a direction where we can all just be more ourselves and everybody is more inclusive and, and accepting. And I think we are. So that's yeah, it. I agree. Yeah. Now, just to let you know, mm-hmm. um, for a few future purposes, mm-hmm. I will never fit in in that um, that climate. Yeah. Now, here's here's now now this is <laughs> what I'm saying. Okay. I would love to be invited to that type of get together, mm-hmm. that type of restaurant, mm-hmm. because I would come dressed up as like Lloyd so from nice. Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> that would be fucking amazing. You know, in that either bright orange or bright blue oh my suit. God, I'm gonna buy you a Star Wars suit. Oh, with a Star Wars suit, even better. Yeah, I would no fuck cool. that. I want a Spider Man suit. <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. And I would go in there. I'll be even rocking my Spider Man Converse. Okay. Mm. Um, my custom made Spider Man Converse. I would, mm. and I would quickly, quickly remove the sticks from people's asses. <laughs> Um, yeah, but see, they don't want those sticks removed. Oh, but it's that, their box, and then it's gonna get then it's gonna be violent <laughs> removal. It's gonna be a fucking lawnmower. Up yeah, there's gonna be some sexual <laughs> shit going on. Right. Um, but That's no, I mean, funny. yeah, I mean, that'd be great at Comic Con though. I bet they have fancy events like that with like people who are still dressed up. Oh my god, I want to go to Comic Con so fucking bad. Yeah, you're not the only one. Yeah, I know. God. We would be fucking phenomenal at Comic Con together. Can you imagine? It would and be. And Chrissy. Ugh. I know. Christina would dress up like some fucking crazed Ravenclaw, probably looking like Luna Lovegood. I'd right. go in there in a full fucking, you know, Spider Man fucking spandex. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, I'm going as Catwoman. Uh, why you gotta go DC on me? Because I, my name is Cat. I have to be Catwoman. I cannot possibly pass up that opportunity. I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. So th- we're walking around with three different fandoms. Nobody can decide which <laughs> way is up. We got the Harry Potter fantasy. We got the you know Marvel universe, and then we got yeah. DC. Damn. People are gonna be so confused by what the fuck we are. We're gonna go in. No, 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 no. This is like a multiple day event. We're gonna need costumes. For each individual day. Yeah. Well, we're also going to need a uh, pocket recorder and microphone screen to interview the fuck out of some people, too, and that because that's going to make a great podcast. Everybody. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Definitely yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so. So, yeah. Um, okay, so. So, you wait a minute. You went to Catholic school, though. How did you not? How were you not in the box? Like, I know that they picked on you, but you went to Catholic school for a long ass time. Because my parents um, raised me in that Catholic, you know, situation. Mm -hmm. Um, However, 
they oh how I want to put this they did it for social status more than anything else it seemed like mm. now I've never went back and I've never asked my mom hey why did you raise us Catholic or stuff like that because there's more to that story than I know I guess mm-hmm. um, yeah. but I can tell you these two things number one I remember being in the church and you know once a month they would always do a pancake breakfast you know and we would always go um because hey you know Free pay pancakes. five bucks get unloaded pancakes you know yeah. whatever who doesn't love fucking pancakes um that's why you know during you know all you can eat pancake month in, in june actually in january at you know ihop i'm there every fucking day uh, <laughs> you should go to pancake day in the town where i'm from they have a pancake house. They have pancake races. It's pancakes all day. Oh, Anyways, so you and I need to have a conversation off the air about that one. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I remember one time we were at this, you know, this pancake breakfast. And for some reason, I knew that my mom was on birth control. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in the Catholic religion, birth control is a no-no. Right. And I... I can't remember the whole conversation. Obviously, I was like maybe six years. No, no, I wasn't six years old. I was probably like nine or ten years old. And I mentioned the word birth control. And my mom looked at me and was like, shh, these people don't believe in that. Don't talk about that here. Right. And I was just like, what the fuck? Okay, so I never mentioned it again. Then rewind to almost five years ago or four years ago, five years ago this coming Christmas mm-hmm. me and my family went to my grandmother's husband's funeral. So this was like her fifth husband. So he had passed away five years ago and went to his, his, uh, funeral on Christmas fucking Eve. Thanks grandma. Um, and <laughs> I don't think she could control that. But... No, she couldn't. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, the entire time we're in there, my mom is being the utmost, you know, like, you know, I get my sarcasm game and my, my hilarity game from my mom, but mm-hmm. this day she, she schooled me on some shit. I mean, <laughs> like when they were like, Hey, it's time to take communion. She was like, Oh, time to be a cannibal. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the entire time she just kept talking shit throughout the entire fucking um, mass. And uh-huh. my grandma kept turning around. My 80 plus year old grandmother, you know, just kept turning around. Lark, shut up. Lark, goddamn it, be quiet. <laughs> right? <laughs> and my mom is just antagonizing me, antagonizing my 18 year old, or she was 14 at the time. And my wife is sitting there going, I cannot believe this is happening. I don't know you people. And it was just fucking funny as all hell. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe that I was raised in a traditional Catholic home. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, again, it was all about social status and, you know, what they were just raised on. And they just thought it was, hey, continue on doing this because that's what we did. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of sheltered because of, you know, going to Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the first couple weeks of public school in seventh grade, 
opened my eyes really quickly. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I quickly came out of that box and I have become now the awesome, you know, human being that you know and love today. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Yeah, I so in in when I was in middle school, I went through some shit. Um, so I had been very sheltered, and like all the people when I was in fifth grade, because my elementary school went from kindergarten to fifth grade. Um, we were all like we all knew each other by first name. We had all been to the same school together since kindergarten, um, and then we went to the middle school, which was sixth grade at the time, and. Um, Everybody, there were only two middle schools in the town. And so um, a lot of different people from a lot of different elementary schools, obviously, were there now. And I started being picked on um, between sixth and seventh grade. Well, it got so bad that at the end of seventh grade, I told my parents I would never go back to that school ever again, um, that they were going to have to put me in something else because I couldn't go back. So during eighth grade year, I was put into a Baptist school where like we had to wear uniforms and it was extremely structured towards Southern baptism. Um, And I hated it even more than probably being bullied (laughs) because, um, you know, middle school is kind of supposed to be the time where you figure out, you know what you like, like you, you test all the things, you know, during middle school and high school. Um, and then luckily right before my freshman year, the summer before my freshman year, we moved to to a different state. And when I went into that high school though, so I remember the first day that I was there, there was a guy that had a mohawk that was literally a minimum of 18 inches on his head. And he had a mohawk that was sticking straight up and it was in rainbow colors. And because I was raised in a small town, I thought that meant he was gay. But come to find out, he was not gay at all. It was just, he wanted a fucking rainbow in his hair. So he put a fucking rainbow in his hair. And a mohawk that was, like, taller than his fucking head. But yeah. seeing that for the first time, or anything like that, being raised in a small town where it was pretty much either you were in a gang and did drugs because it was a small town, or you just didn't, and you were probably going to go to college if you got lucky and didn't go to drugs and alcohol by the time you finished high school. Um, that was pretty shocking to me. <laughs> so I was like, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> like, um, but I mean, we still, as a, as a female, my uh, choice in attire was still really, really restricted. Um, and the people that I hung out with during that time were still I I had just come out of a situation where I had been bullied and I went into high school thinking I was going to be Betty Betty Badass basically so that I wouldn't be bullied and then I got into that high school and everybody was hella more mature and didn't give a fuck about me because I was brand new so then I was just like well I don't know what the fuck to do now (laughs) because those were the only two options before (laughs) I got you yeah But then I continued, because of who my parents are, I continued to try to, you know, go by the blueprint of life and whatnot, even though I got a couple wrench in the works. But I still planned on, like, going by the blueprint of life that my parents for a long time had set out for me. But um, I realized, actually, after my dad passed away that he was a lot of the reason that I chose that path. 
um, for a lot of my life. And that, and I mean, like, I love my dad. Um, we were never really close, but, um, and, you know, I love him for who he was and everything like that. But I realize now that I think that actually he was kind of holding me back um, because every time I would tell him anything, he was always very logical um, and like, no, you shouldn't do that or you shouldn't take any risks type thing um, so that you're always safe, you know, which is cool, but it's, it's not sustainable, unfortunately for me, because I do enjoy breaking rules and I do enjoy shoving things in people's faces that I do that they tell me I can't do. So, well, it's funny that you mentioned that. (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, speaking of, you know, taking risks, because with great risk comes great reward. Mm-hmm. And responsibility. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, this coming Friday, mm-hmm. you know, we have a gigantic announcement to make. Um, it is going to change the face of a lot of different things. So stay tuned mm-hmm. Friday for that. Um, yeah, because there's we got some cool shit lined up and stick around Friday because something something huge is about to happen. Um, it's going to so blow your fucking face off. It's gonna be it awesome. will blow your fucking face off. Um, so, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. But um, I do want to go ahead and let everybody know that next week I was a fucking idiot this week. <laughs> so my dumbass, you know, in coming home every day, being, you know, uh, you know, tired from my other job, I, you know, got all giddy and excited when, you know, I, I always get giddy and excited whenever I get an email from an agent or a manager about, hey, this person wants to come on your show and plug something. Hey, would you be willing to have this person on your show? And I get about 15 to 20 of those a day. And I, knowing how our show is, I usually kind of scoot them off to the side or, or I've some, thrown some of them at cat and been like, Hey, do you want to have this person on? So, um, we have three, one interview lined up every day for next week. One, one day, one Wednesday and one Friday. And then the following week, we only have one on that Wednesday. So coming up next week on Monday, we have a lady by the name of Lisa Valerie Morgan. She is the star of the um, show on of a YouTube show called The Fash Life, and she, right now she is a um, also a a model and a comedian, um, and she's teamed up with the. Depression Bipolar Support Alliance, the DBSA, um, to, you know, during Mental Health Awareness Month to kind of promote, you know, what they do and stuff like that. Now, I immediately said yes to this person because, you know, they've teamed up with the Bipolar um, Support Alliance, which I'm a big fan of, and because I have bipolar, so I want to kind of, I'm going to I definitely wanted to be a part of this um, interview. She is huge on, you know, Instagram and um, YouTube. Look her up. Her name is uh, Lisa Valerie Morgan. So um, 
she will be on Monday. On Wednesday, we have comedian David C. Um, Smalley. Smalley, thank you. I had a brain fart. Comedian <laughs> David C. Smalley. He's headlined the Laugh Factory many, many times um, in the comedy store many, many times. And each time he sold out. I mean, hell, he even had um, on the same show that he was headlining Jamie Kennedy before him. So, you know, granted, Jenny, Jamie Kennedy was huge in the 80s, we me, 90s and early 2000s. But, he, you know, he's still a big, relatively big name. But to have this guy come after you know, a headline with Jamie Kennedy on the same card is pretty cool. Um, he's also the host of his own podcast called the Dogma um, Debate, the Dogma Debate. And um, so we're going to have him on Wednesday. So that should be a fun one. Yeah. Then next Friday um, is our big one. Um, and we are going to have a lady on by the name of Eugenia Kuzmina. And you may have heard that name but you may not have, but you've definitely seen her before. So she is a Russian American actress, a comedian and a model. Um, she is married to um, the CEO of Miramax, William Hunt. Um, she's been in um, a few different movies. She's been in Fury. She was in the gentleman. She was in dirty grandpa. Um, opposite De Niro and Zac Efron. She's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, she's also a stand-up comedian. Um, so her right there, that is a big interview for us. I'm really, really, really looking forward to that. Um, again, Eugenia Kuzmina next Friday. Mm -hmm. Then the following, that Wednesday, we have... A, re uh, a very popular recording artist by the name of Josh Gallagher. Now, for me, <laughs> this is not somebody that I particularly know anything about. However, my lovely co-host does. Um, so Josh Gallagher is a um, country, music country artist. artist who was mm -hmm. on The Voice, and he was one of the only uh, people on The Voice – as a country artist to make it to the finals. So um, he's kind of cool. He has, um, he has some, a new album out that's charting in the top 10 on the, uh, the country music charts. And he's got a lot of stuff to say. So that'll be an interesting conversation to have next Wednesday. Not next Wednesday, next, not next Wednesday, two weeks from today, um, the 27th. Yeah. So we've got a busy couple weeks coming up as mm -hmm. well as our big announcement coming up on Friday. Um, so we got a lot of cool stuff planned. I'm really excited about what's going on here. Me too. Yes. And more to come. Oh, so much, much more to come. Much more to come. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And, and we don't mean the dirty kind of coming either. No, no, no. I mean, you know, if that's your thing, sure. But yeah. not from us. <laughs> not from us. Well, <laughs> My wife gets gets that without not right. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so stay tuned for all of the the insanity. Yes, and fun. <laughs> oh yeah, lots and lots of fun. Um, so I guess you know, knowing what 
um, we know now, you know, we kind of get an idea of who you are and where you're coming from and why you're here. Oh, excuse me, on, on, you know, why you decided to come here. Mm-hmm. But the reason why you are here will, will be revealed on Friday. Yep, for sure. Um, along with some other stuff. And we're going to kind of talk about some stuff on Friday. So it's going to be an interesting one. Definitely stay tuned and check it out. Um, and again, like I mentioned on Friday, actually on Monday, this coming Saturday, um, at about eight o'clock, we will be releasing our a new podcast called No Sex, No Drugs, but a whole lot of rock and roll with me and Nicole Carson, where we talk about the uh, independent music scene, um, the the state of music today, where we think music is going to be going in the future, um, all centered around music. Um, we're going to be interviewing local bands from the LA area. Um, we'll probably be once, you know, once COVID's up, we'll also be uh, interviewing bands from the local DC area. Um, you know, so we got a lot of cool plans with that, um, which is a completely separate show from this show. Um, but, you know, whenever we do feature a band on that show, we will feature that band continuously through the week on this show. So um, stay tuned for that. Um, this this week's episode is our debut episode, and we're going to be talking about, you know, um, web concerts and stuff like that. Because coincidentally enough, the night before, Nicola and her band, The Flannels, have a um, – web concert that they're doing so she can you know give you give us some inside scoops on that and you know we'll kind of talk about that and play some of her original music and you know kind of promote her and tell you who she is and then kind of go from there so we've got a lot of big things going on um this is getting a lot bigger and a lot more uh busy than i ever expected this quickly (laughs) (laughs) but i think it's for the best and i hope it's for the i know it's for the best Mm -hmm. so um i believe that is all i have for the night me yep you're good yep i'm good are you good i'm i'm you know what heavy stuff on you (laughs) nah to be totally honest with you i am based on the conversations that you and I've had over the last two days off the air um, and the conversation that I had with Nicole earlier today, um, which I have not talked to you about yet. So we will talk about that off the air. Um, I am on cloud 10 right now. Fuck cloud nine. It doesn't exist. I'm above that right now. Um, Yeah. And, and, and eight's booby traps. I don't go there, but (laughs) <laughs> Nine is too low from where I'm at right now. I'm on cloud 10 right now. And uh, um, yeah, so yeah, I'm fantastic. I'm wonderful. I concur. Yeah, same. So anyway, so I think that about wraps up tonight's edition of Shut Up Cameron. Mm-hmm. Um, for myself, for this beautiful lady to my left, cat and forever he is in the world cameron we bid you guys adieu we will talk at you friday with our gigantic huge news announcement and some more fun to come right yep absolutely all right guys so have a great night have a great rest of your week happy hump day